Good morning, and welcome to the Word of Life Radio Bible Study, presented by the Southwest Church of Christ, Austin, Texas. Holding forth the Word of Life to present all people perfect in Jesus Christ. And now your host, Cody Westbrook. Good morning and welcome to the Word of Life Radio Bible Study, brought to you by the Southwest Church of Christ in Austin, Texas. I'm Cody Westbrook, your host and preacher for the Southwest Congregation. Today marks a very important milestone. The Word of Life Radio Bible Study has been broadcasting for over 40 years, but today that broadcast comes to an end. We're transitioning from the Word of Life Radio Bible Study to the Word of Life Podcast, And if you haven't already, we encourage you to visit our website, www.swcofc.org. And when you visit the website, you'll find that there are archived sermons from the Southwest Congregation. There is also a link to a podcast on the website where you can access the podcast of sermons from the congregation. But also, you'll be able to find the Word of Life podcast link on the website, and if you click that, you'll be able to link to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and that's where you'll find our Bible studies from this point forward, beginning with the new year. We want to thank everyone who has uh, tuned in with us on a regular basis for an extended period of time. We thank you for your feedback. We thank you for your questions and for your good comments about the radio program throughout the years. And we look forward to continuing to study God's Word together, but through the medium of podcast instead of the radio broadcast. Well, this morning, uh, for our last episode together, we want to continue talking about the Church of Christ. Over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the fact that the church is the purchased possession, that Jesus died on the cross to redeem, to buy the church. We also have talked about the fact that the church is the body of Christ that Jesus died to purchase the church, which is his body, that there's only one body, and that the one body is governed by one system of doctrine or teaching, and that Jesus is the Savior of that body, and that to be a member of that body, we have to obey the gospel, hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. Tonight, or this morning, we want to talk about the fact that the church of Christ owes allegiance to the King of Kings, and that's Jesus. When we study the Old Testament prophets, one of the things that becomes clear is that the prophets, the prophets saw that the kingdom of God, which is the church of Christ, was coming. In Daniel chapter 2, Daniel talks about when that would happen in the time of the Roman Empire. In Isaiah chapter 2, Isaiah talks about where it would come into being, and that is in Jerusalem. And in Joel chapter 2, Joel describes how that would all take place, and that is with power. So the prophets saw that there was a kingdom coming, but you can't have a kingdom without a king. And so the prophets not only saw the kingdom, they also saw the king. They saw Jesus through the eyes of prophecy coming, who would be the king over his kingdom. There are a number of Old Testament prophecies that emphasize the kingship of Jesus Christ. One of them is found in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 11 and following, where the Bible tells us about a promise that God made to David. David said, or God said rather, in 2 Samuel chapter 7, beginning in verse number 11, 
Since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused you to rest from all your, gener- your enemies, and also the Lord tells you that he will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. But my mercy will not depart from him, God says. Now in Acts chapter 2, the apostle Peter will make reference to this very section and let us know that what God is talking about in 2 Samuel 7 is the fact that Jesus Christ would come into the world of the, of the lineage or the line of David and that after his death and his burial and his resurrection, he would be exalted to sit on David's throne, not physically in Jerusalem, but spiritually. And that's where he sits today and he rules. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, Isaiah also writes about the king, and that's King Jesus. And he writes about how Uh, Jesus is going to be the king that sits on David's throne. Listen to Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. The scripture says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end, and upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. In Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5 and 6, Jeremiah prophesies of a righteous branch. Again, speaking about Jesus and how he's going to be king of kings and lord of lords and how he is going to rule as king over his kingdom. The Bible says in Jeremiah 23, 5, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king will reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called. The Lord our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that they shall no longer say, As the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives who brought up and led the descendants of the house of Israel from the north country and from all the countries where I have driven them, and they will dwell in their own land. Jeremiah looks toward the coming of Christ Jesus, describes him as the Lord our righteousness, a righteous branch who will be of the line of David and will sit on his throne. And in the book of Zechariah, this minor prophet, he also spoke of Jesus coming as prophet, as king rather, but also he spoke of him as king and priest. Zechariah chapter 6 verse 12 and 13 says this, Behold the man whose name is the branch. From his place he will branch out, and he will build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he will build the temple of the Lord. He will bear the glory, and he will sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. We think about all of these prophecies about the king. The king is coming to sit on the throne of David and to rule over his kingdom. And those prophecies can be pointing to no one other than Jesus Christ. In John 18, in verse number 37, Jesus makes this statement. Pilate said to him, Are you a king then? And Jesus answered and said, You say rightly that I am a king. 
For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Why was Jesus born? According to his own words in John 18, verse 37, Jesus was born to be king. No wonder then in Luke chapter 1, verse 32 and 33, whenever the angel announces to Mary that Jesus is coming, he made this statement. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Jesus was born to be king. Jesus is king. He is the king that the prophet saw in in, uh, 2 Samuel and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Zechariah and so many other places. He was born to be king and... His kingship and his kingdom was the theme of his preaching. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 17, we read about the message of Jesus in his preaching. And the Bible says that Jesus, in Matthew 4 and verse number 17, began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Luke chapter 19 and verse number, uh, beginning with verse number 11, we read more about Jesus and about a parable which he spoke, where he talks about uh, a certain nobleman going into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And this parable is all about Jesus coming to be king. And it is followed by Luke chapter 19, verse 28 and following, where Jesus enters triumphantly as a conquering king into the city of Jerusalem. The Bible says that the kingdom of Jesus came with power. In fact, in Mark 9 and verse number 1, Jesus said to those who were there listening to him, there are some of you who will not see death until you see the kingdom coming with power. And then remember in Joel chapter 2, when Joel talked about how the kingdom was going to come into existence, he described it as a kingdom that was going to come into existence with power. And then in Luke chapter 23, verse 47 through 49, Jesus would say to his apostles, Go and wait into in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And so in Acts chapter 1, we find them in Jerusalem. And then in Acts chapter 2, in the first few verses, we find the power coming upon the apostles. And they stand up and we have Peter's sermon recorded for us, which begins with him Uh, referencing verbatim the prophecy of Joel from Joel 2, verse 28 to 32. And Peter's proclamation is, This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. The kingdom came with power, Mark 9, 1 and Acts 2. And Jesus, the king who was born to be king, who went about preaching about the kingdom's arrival and about him being the king of his kingdom, Jesus, who is the king of prophecy, he is currently sitting on his throne and reigning as king. In Acts chapter 2, verse 32 and 33, the Bible makes this statement. The Bible says in Acts 2, 32, Therefore, speaking of Jesus, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. 
In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse number 3, as the Hebrews writer talks about Jesus being king, he makes this statement, that Jesus being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, set down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So the prophets saw that the kingdom was coming, but the prophets also saw that the king was coming. And the Bible tells us that that king is Jesus, that he was born to be king, and that that was the theme of his preaching, that his kingdom is here, it came with power, that Jesus is currently sitting on his throne, that that kingdom is the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what does that all mean, practically speaking? It means, first of all, that as king, Jesus has all authority. Matthew 28 and verse 18, Jesus said, All authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. In Ephesians 1 verse 20 to 22, the apostle Paul said that God has raised Jesus and given him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. He has all authority. He and he alone has the authority as king over his kingdom, and therefore he and he alone governs his kingdom. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 18, the Bible says, He is the head of the body, the church, which is the, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may, he may have preeminence. In 1 Peter 5, 4, Peter refers to Jesus as the chief shepherd. And listen, the fact that Jesus is the king of his kingdom and that he governs his kingdom with all authority, it means that no man has the right to set himself up as a ruler or a king over God's people. It means that no body of men have the ability to assemble together and to determine what names and what types of doctrine and practice and so on is going to be observed by the people of God. Only Jesus has the ability to make those determinations. In fact, in 2 John 9, the Bible says this, whoever goes on and abides not Whoever transgresses and abides not in the doctrine of Christ has not God. When John talks about the doctrine of Christ, he is talking about that system of teaching that belongs to Jesus. Remember, we talked about that briefly last week from Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 4 and 5, where the Bible talks about the fact that there is one faith, and that's talking about the gospel, the doctrine of Jesus Christ, and how that one system of faith, that it rules, and that all people are to abide by that. Well, John says, whoever does not abide in that but goes beyond it has not God. Jesus is king. He has all authority. Jesus is king. He governs his kingdom. Jesus is king. He determines doctrine. Jesus is king. He, de- he deserves our adoration and our allegiance. In John chapter 5, verse 21, Jesus said, For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom He will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father that sent Him. Paul will write in Philippians chapter 2 about Jesus. He will say that God has highly exalted Him and given Him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 15, 
describes Jesus as the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. Revelation chapter 19 and verse number 16, again speaking of Jesus as king, makes this statement of him. He has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. When we think about the church of Jesus Christ, we have to recognize that the church of Jesus Christ, it's his body, but it's also his kingdom. That the prophets saw the kingdom coming. They saw when and where and how. And they also saw that the king was coming to rule as a king over his kingdom. The Bible tells us that Jesus is that king. And that as king, he is king of kings and lord of lords. And to him and him alone we owe our allegiance. I want you to think with me again about a passage we read a little while ago. Acts chapter 2, verse number 32 and following. This Jesus has God raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies my footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, notice this, both Lord and Christ. It has been said that Jesus will either be Lord of all or Jesus will not be Lord at all. And as we bring the Word of Life radio Bible study to a close, this is the thought that we really want to think about in our last few minutes. Is Jesus Lord of all? Have you made Him Lord of all in your life? Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and let him take up his cross daily and let him follow after me. The Bible says that God's desire is for all people to follow Jesus Christ, for all people to be Christians, to be members of the body, the church of Jesus Christ, which is the purchased possession and the body of Christ, to be members of the kingdom of God and to pledge their allegiance to Jesus Christ as the King of Kings, to follow Him wherever He goes, Revelation 14.4, to do whatever He says to be willing to sacrifice and give up all for Him. Luke 9 and verse number 23. If you are not a Christian, why not? If you are not a member of the body of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God, why not? We're bringing our radio program to a close now. Our time has expired. Again, we want to thank each and every one who has so regularly and faithfully Uh, tuned in to study God's Word with us through this medium. We thank you again for your kind words and for your support and your questions and for your participation throughout the years. We thank you again for joining in with us today and studying God's Word with us today. And we again encourage that maybe you have questions or maybe you have comments or maybe even disagreements about some of the things that we've talked about today. We do want to encourage you to contact us. And again, don't forget that though the Word of Life Radio Bible Study is concluding, we're still going to be preaching and teaching God's Word. Visit our website, www.swcfc.org. 
Notice that you can find sermon recordings there. You can find uh, you can find uh, the podcast link to the sermons, but also the podcast link to the Word of Life podcast. And we're going to continue recording and studying God's Word together through that podcast. And so we invite you to come and to take part of that along with us. Thank you so much again for being with us today. Thank you for studying God's Word with us. We hope that you'll continue to do so as time goes on. Lord willing, thank you so much for opening up God's Word with us today and studying with us the wonderful Word of Life. Thank you for joining us today on the Word of Life Radio Bible Study. You're cordially invited to join us at the Southwest Church of Christ for Bible class this morning at 9.30, worship at 10.30, and again at 6 this evening. We also meet at 7 p.m. on Wednesday evening for Bible class. If you would like to have a copy of today's program, please write or call us. We're located at 8900 Manchac Road, Austin, Texas, 78748. You can call us at 512-282-2486 or find us on the web at www.swcofc.org. We hope you will join us again next Sunday morning as we continue our study of God's Word.